Hey, this is John Straza from the Sower Seeds Podcast. And today we're going to continue talking about the willingness to walk by faith. And last week we were talking about Sarah and Abraham. And this week I'm going to take you into Luke 1 and we will talk about the parents of John the Baptist. And that would be Zacharias and Elizabeth. And another verse I would like you to hold while you're listening to all of this is in Hebrews. It's the last chapter in Hebrews, uh, which would be chapter 13, and it's verse 8. And it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I want to keep that always as the centerpiece of what we're talking about today. And when we were talking about Sarah and Abraham, we were talking about a a situation where you had a couple who was way outside of childbearing years. And interestingly, so were John the Baptist's parents. Um, They were old when God came to them and said that they were going to have John the Baptist. And I just want to make clear that that's not really the centerpiece of what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about being out of childbearing years and having children and that we should all believe to do that. That's not what I'm saying. These are examples that bring out other qualities and things about faith and believing God and in interaction with God that are more important right now for us. Uh, the chances of us having children in, you know, when we're 80 is pretty slim. So that's not my, my main piece here. But I am using two examples where that is exactly what happened. And they were special cases. And God was doing something by his plans with all these people. John the Baptist was obviously a very important plan of God that had to come about to make way for Jesus. So that's why that was so special. But the other aspects of it have to do with God's interaction and promises and working in these people's lives and accomplishing his will through them. And that's really important because God has a will for you. He wants to accomplish his will through your life. And you may think, well, I'm not going to do something as big as Sarah or Elizabeth, but you don't know that. There may be something that God has for you that's great. And even if he's got something for you that seems small at first, it's still important. And it's important that we interact and respond, really, is a better word, and interact, respond to God the way that these people did. And that's why their example is important to us. And they made some mistakes along the way. Uh, Abraham made a lot of mistakes in his life. Zacharias, he made a mistake that the second that an angel told him that he was going to have John the Baptist, he doubted it. So we can get into that in a minute. But I just want to say that these examples were not for time past. They're for now. And that's why I love this scripture in Hebrews, and that's why I want to keep it with us as we're talking, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the things you saw Jesus doing, he's still doing now. And you don't really even have to look that far to see it. There are many people out there, they're walking in a way that they want to see great things happen, They're seeing people get healed. They're seeing people get saved. They're seeing people come to the Lord and delivering their lives from all sorts of trouble. That's as real today as it was in Jesus' day. If you saw Jesus do something in the Bible, well, he's still doing it today. And those who teach that he doesn't are limiting him. And they're limiting you. 
what you read in the Bible is still accurate today. It hasn't been done away with, as some people, I guess, try to say. But let's look at Luke and let's talk a little bit about Zacharias and Elizabeth. This couple was deemed as righteous. I'm not using a Bible today. I'm just going to go over the story. I want you to get in there and read it. I don't have a Bible in front of me right now. And this couple was deemed as righteous. Zacharias was a priest, so he was in the temple performing his duties, and his duties at this time were to burn incense. And while he was going to burn the incense in the temple, the room that he was walking into, Gabriel the angel was sitting in that room. He appeared, and it frightened Zacharias at first. But the angel, Gabriel, told him not to be afraid, and he came to deliver this amazing news to them. And that's likened to what we go through when we hear something in the scriptures that is just amazing news to us. Well, Zacharias being old and his wife, Elizabeth, they prayed when they were younger about having a child. But Elizabeth ended up being barren, and that was shameful to them. And here, Gabriel comes to tell Zacharias, God has heard your petition. That was a petition made a long time ago. And God heard it then. But this special plan was in in play, and that's how this was going to happen. They just didn't know. So he's saying, you're going to bear a child now. Elizabeth is going to bear a child within about a year from now. And Zacharias didn't really, he didn't believe it because his response was, well, how am I going to know? How am I going to know that this is God's will, seeing that I'm old and Elizabeth is old? But his question came from a place of doubt because Gabriel's answer back was pretty firm. He said, I'm Gabriel and I stand in the presence of God and I was sent here to give you good tidings but you didn't believe me. So I'm going to quiet your mouth. I'm going to steal your tongue and you're not going to be able to speak till all of these promises are complete and done. So Zacharias couldn't talk and he couldn't talk through the whole pregnancy and he couldn't even talk till a few days after John the Baptist was born either. And there's a whole lesson in why he couldn't talk This is a priest now. He had authority. And if he had gone around without being challenged by that angel and saying, well, I'm not sure this is God's will and talking about his doubt, that could have caused a lot of trouble. And I don't believe the Lord was going to have it. I don't believe the Lord was angry either. But he said, "Mm, he's going to start talking doubt. We're not going to have that here. This is going to happen. That's the way it is. And that's the way the angel said, you're not going to be able to speak These things are going to happen, and Elizabeth is going to have a child, period. And that's what God said. And, you know, not long after that, the same angel Gabriel went to Mary to tell her that she would bear the Son of God. And she questioned the angel too, but not out of doubt, but more out of, I would say, curiosity. I was like, how will this be? Because I'm not married. I haven't known a man. How am I going to have a son? And the angel Gabriel explained it to her. He gave her an answer and it was awesome. He said, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you and you will conceive. And because of 
the Holy Spirit overshadowing her and her conceiving that way, Jesus was called the Son of God. There was no natural father. And this was a, a promise. And she rejoiced in these things. And she ended up saying, and you'll see it right in, in Luke 1, be it unto me as you have said, quite different than what Zacharias said. But I'm sure minutes after Zacharias couldn't speak, he believed <laughs> because this thing happened to him. That caused him to believe, but it had also prevented him from speaking doubtfully through the process of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Anyway, you have this situation between the two of them. And you also have Joseph. Uh, the angel went to Joseph as well. They weren't even married yet. And he said to her, don't be afraid to marry Mary because she's conceiving by the Holy Spirit. And that was awesome too. So yes, these are extraordinary situations. And I'm not saying that angels are going to have to come and talk to you every day or anything like this. Angels talking to people were pretty rare through the scriptures. And they did so because something great was going to happen. And in these cases also took a lot of time to happen. In some cases, the promises took years uh, when you see these children growing and John had to become groomed for his ministry and Jesus had to grow and strength and grow. These things all took time. And in all of those years, these parents had to walk by faith and they had to believe what God said way back when. Think about maybe when John the Baptist was 20 years old. What, was, what were they thinking then? When Jesus was 20, what, what were they thinking then? We don't know, but they were walking by faith, believing what God said a while ago. When the Lord speaks to us, if something doesn't happen in a day or two or three, we, we question whether it was God at all because things don't happen fast enough. So this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the faith to hear God and believe him. And when you just look through the scriptures, anything, anything in the scriptures, look through the examples of the life of Jesus, the life of Paul, Peter. See what they went through. See what they did. See what Jesus taught and did. And he told us directly that the things that I do, he said, you shall do also. He even said, and greater things shall you do. I think we get hung up on the things that he did we will do. Some of us don't quite believe that because we look at ourselves and we see that we're frail or we're tired or we're weak or whatever the case may be, we're imperfect. But Jesus said that we would do those things. And so where's the key? He said we were forgiven, right? He said, I've, I've separated your sins as far from you as east is from west. And some of us have a hard time believing that because we're looking again at ourselves. But when God's word comes to you, I was thinking about this before, when God is dealing with you, and I know God is dealing with many of you who are listening in, and he's working something in your life, and you're a little unsure, you're not, you, you're like, well, me? I, I can't see myself doing that. I, I have a desire to start a ministry or a school or a business or something, or go to school, or go visit another country, or go visit my neighbors in my neighborhood and start a Bible study or whatever. And the list could be a mile long there. And you say, well, I just don't think I can. 
But if God is putting something in your heart and you're seeing it in the scripture as scriptural and, you're, and it's burning in your heart and you've been seeking God, well, if you're not sure, continue then to seek God. That would be your best thing. And stay in his word till you get to the point where you know that that's him. And when the Lord is speaking to you, then you can rest assured to believe him just as Elizabeth did and just as Mary did and eventually just as Zacharias did and Sarah and Abraham. They all went through that process of having this. You know, when Sarah was told that she, you know, when which actually when she heard the angels telling Abraham that she would bear, bear a child, she laughed. And I mentioned that in the last episode, she laughed. So she had her moment of doubt too. And it was because life wasn't showing her that she was already old. She was saying, how am I, how's that going to happen? She had to look beyond herself and she had to look at the promise. And that's what I'm saying to you. Look beyond yourself, your circumstances. What if you have like two nickels to rub together and, or barely, and yet you have this vision that somehow you're going to become a philanthropist and you're going to be a giver and you're just going to give ministries and people and some, all this money. And you're, you're saying to yourself, how's that ever going to be? Because I don't have anything. But you have Jesus. And if he did put that in your heart, and again, you should make sure that that's the case, and you do that by just spend, spending a lot of time with him. Don't rush anything you do. Just get it in your heart what you're going to do, and you'll know. You'll know. He'll show you. He's faithful. He'll put it in your heart. And if you have to tweak a few dials in what you do, you tweak a few things and make a few changes, you'll find your way. But don't look just to you. Look to heaven. These people all had to look to heaven for these things to happen, these great things to happen. They had to focus on God. And you also have to keep in mind, as the scripture in Hebrews that we keep bringing up today, Jesus the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. God didn't change. These great things you see in the Bible didn't stop 10 or 15 or 20 years after Jesus left and after the apostles died. History even bears it out. There's way too many ministries and ministers and things that have occurred where tremendous revivals and breakthroughs and, and healing and all sorts of wonderful things happen. That hasn't stopped. And people are doing it today. And you can do the things that God has put in your heart. You can grow. And you know, I have a friend, he, he's a young minister, a fine young minister, and I just love him. He was following through with a vision that was in his heart. And things got a little difficult. They did. The challenges started showing up. And it often does. I'm, I'm experiencing even with this podcast that challenges are, are hitting us. And it's easy just to give up. And we had a heart-to-heart -heart one day. And I knew things were tough. And he... He said to me, and it was the, one of the most honest things I think that a Christian has ever said to me. He said, I, I really don't like this living by faith thing. And he laughed on the one hand, but he was being very real on the other. And he wasn't saying he was going to give up or anything, but he was saying that the challenges 
of believing God under the circumstances that he was in were very great. And it wasn't easy. Simple, but not easy. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, that is how it can be. We get challenged sometimes. You know, we, we may have a vision and as we follow through, things may feel like they're falling apart or not working out. And God has a way. He has a way. I don't know a great ministry that has not been through difficult times. Not one. They've all got to the point where they were going to shut their door. I've heard too many stories about great ministries that turned into Bible colleges and, and big organizations that along the way, they were just ready to close their doors. I've been through it on a much smaller scale, but I've been through it, and I know you've been through it too. I, John the Baptist's parents could have easily just said, forget this, and walked away. Sarah could have walked away. Mary could have chosen to say, pick somebody else. I'm, I'm not up for this. But they didn't. And thank God they didn't. And I also thank God for the many ministries that plugged away and kept on moving forward. Even though things were hard, looking to their author of their faith, which is Jesus, and knowing that he would make a way for them, and he did. The same thing holds true for you. Don't give up. Look at these examples. Read through Luke 1 because it's just a great story that will encourage you. There's so much that happened in there. There's so many lessons to be found. But look at your life as being like them. They were ordinary people like you. And God uses the unqualified, ordinary people. Believe me, the 12 disciples in and of themselves were nothing special. They were special because their hearts were the kind of hearts that were going to start believing. And when they started believing, they turned the world upside down. Those 12 men turned the world upside down without social media, without microphones, without anything. We are called to be just like them. And that's what this is about. And there's a willingness when these challenges come in, or the willingness, the, the idea of talking about the willingness to walk by faith is when that moment comes in the things that you're doing that bring challenges, are you willing to forge through? Are you willing to believe? And sometimes it's really tough and sometimes it's on the bit, a, a bit lonely side because a lot of people who are close to you may not understand quite what you're doing or why you're doing it. You know, you're killing yourself and you've been doing this and, and you know, you've been trying and the doors that you might want to just, you know, get real and, and uh, give it up and know when you're done. And, but it burns in your heart, this vision that's something, you know, you want to feed children somewhere in a country where they don't have food or in a, in a state in your own country where they don't have food and you want to do this and you've been working at it and it's not happening. But you know it's God, so you stay with it. Maybe there's a different way. Maybe there's somebody you need to, to meet and join with. Whatever the case is, God has a way. And believing him is the key. 
and following him is the key. And remaining open and thanking him for a victory that maybe you can't see. So these are the things I want to bring about. And and one more time, I just want to go over that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And my point in saying that, and I believe the Holy Spirit is saying this, you know, that this message has been hard to get out. This one in particular has been very hard to get out. I, I know this one's important. But what this scripture, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever, is saying He is now in your life as he was then in their lives. He will do for you now, today, and tomorrow what he did for those people that you read anything about, Paul, Peter, any one of them, what he did for them in those days. He broke jail doors open. He delivered them from all sorts of trouble. People were healed. The dead were raised. Revivals were had. Lives were changed. So much happened back in those days. And the very same thing is for today. It never stopped. It never changed. And it never will until Jesus comes back and does a whole new thing. But, but it will always be that Jesus is the same forever. He will always be the same. This world may change, and it will. But Jesus is the same forever. And I want to encourage you to know in the depth of your heart that God is the same for you right now as he was for Sarah and Abraham, as he was for Mary, as he was for Elizabeth and Zacharias, as he was for all these people as he was for Paul, as he was for Peter. He's for you the same way, and he won't change. So be encouraged by that, and let God, if you don't have a vision in your heart for anything, fine, go to God and say, Lord, here I am. I'd like to believe you like these people did, and I'd like to see your will done in my life. Now there's a good prayer. That's a good prayer. And that's for you. This is for you, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Amen. Thank you for listening. Um, We're going to see you in the next episode. And God bless you for being here with us. And we will see you next time. God bless you.